0: Good evening. Today is Wednesday, April 21st, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is Bill's story. My name is Daisy, and I am very much a compulsive overeater and very glad to be here. Um, I was listening to uh, yesterday's speaker talking about how they thought there would magically, magically be lots of time to prepare and then Just work up on it, which is exactly what happened to me tonight. So I'm a little bit frantic, but I'm gonna take a deep breath and get to it. Um, so I'm not gonna spend a ton of time at the beginning qualifying, um, though I think that probably my story will come out in this year because to me, this is what Bill's story is all about, right? It's it's about identifying it. Um, I spent a whole life identifying it of everything. Um I was either too, you know, too cool for you. I don't want to deal with it or I'm not good enough to be in your club. Um, and, and reading Bill's story, right? We've just gone through the doctor's opinion. We've kind of gotten our diagnosis, seen what this disease is all about. And reading Bill's story is really about seeing how it actually manifests in real time. Um, and, and that might look different from me, for me as it does for you, but what, what, is, what do we share in common? Um and, and I've learned my story through listening to all of you. Um so yeah, it's it's really about changing the lens and and looking for where can I identify, how did I, how can I relate to this old white man from the 1940s, you know, how where's my story in his? Um, and I've really come to find it over the years and I'm very grateful for it. Um so, yeah, to me, this story is really just like Bill's ego trip, right? He was just like me. He was either thinking he was top of the world or he wasn't good enough. Um, and he just went up and down and up and down. Uh, on page two, he's talking, talking about, I proved to the world I was important. Um, and I've had that for so long. Like, I need to prove something to the world. And I, that still comes up for me all the time. It comes up for me, you know, it came up for me today, right? Like it comes up for me every time i am asked to speak. It's either like, oh my gosh, I'm an imposter. I I can't, I'm not qualified to speak at a meeting or it's like, they should put me on every special edition because I want to be, you know, a guru of OA. I want to be at the top. Everybody listen to me. Um, There's, I need to prove myself in this recovery. And that's what I like love about this format of the meeting that we've got going right now is that you know they're I'm just another voice and we we go through the same chapter Amalia and Katie gave amazing shares this week and like now I can just be another voice I don't need to be you know I don't need to give this amazing presentation that's going to change the world I can just share my experience and there's room for me here you know I'm, I'm not competing it's just there's room for your voice, there's room for my voice. There's room for all of your voices, and all of our experiences need to be shared. Um and that's yeah, that's just such a cool thing to me. And and so Bill was like really chasing success, right? He was really like he got had this drive and he just wanted to prove to the world how how important he was. And to me, like the irony, you know, this is this is God's irony, is that. Once he finally gave up on that, you know, once he finally put that away and stopped being so self-motivated and started thinking about other people, like he's one of the most successful guys I know, right? He, we're all here because of it. Um, he, you know, this book is because of Bill and it didn't come from, you know, him trying to make himself successful. It, it came from him putting that aside and just giving his life to God. Um, and that's, you know. That's why I do ten steps today often, right? It's because I know that once I give it, once I just get out of my own way, like God's got in store for me, or my higher power, whatever you want to call it, um, has has got a better plan for me than I have for myself, and always works that way. And I have to be careful too, because sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, God's going to do something better, so I should, you know, I, I can be selfish in the way I even do a ten steps. So I have to be careful with it. But if I'm really, you know. Most of the time, just focusing on somebody else besides myself, like things usually work out. Um, so that's you know that's what I want to do today. I remember hearing a speaker once say, like, I, you know, before they start speaking, I just want to be a, a hollow bone, like, and I really resonate that with that. Of, I just need to get out of my own way. Most of the time, I just need to get out of my own way um, and just open up and and let somebody, you know, let God speak through me. Um, so yeah, I can, I can relate to this sentiment on a daily basis. I can relate to it for sure when I was, you know, in the depths of my disease. And I think when I'm reading Bill's story, like I need to put aside kind of the particulars and the specifics of how it manifested for him and look at the big picture of, you know, what was really going on here. Um, and I can super relate to kind of this up and down this, like drive for success it's going going I'm on top and then it's crashing down um bill did it you know on Wall Street right and he did it with money and and that type of you know material success for me I did it with spirituality i uh, I quit drinking in in 2016 and I say quit drinking because you know my mental state was not sober I was eating food like crazy i was I was a dry drunk um and and once I quit I uh, I actually got into, you know, I started experimenting with psychedelics and, and different plant medicines, and then eventually I found myself in Peru working with, you know, indigenous healers and doing twelve ayahuasca ceremonies deep in the jungle, all of that, and then I ended up at a, you know, a Buddhist monastery where I was meditating for ten hours a day, and I was having all kinds of these spiritual experiences, right? These like really intense spiritual experiences, and then I was falling flat on my face, you know, I was. Eating and binging and binging, and I couldn't stop. And I had, you know, I had a higher power, but I would find myself in front of the fruit food, and I would hear God's voice saying, You don't want to eat that. And I would say, Okay, overridden, I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, and that was my experience again and again, was this like these spiky hills. And um, and so I look at this part, you know, when when Bill's saying, I had arrived, and there was a point. Right after I'd gotten back from Peru and I ended up in the monastery, I fell in love with my current partner. Like it felt like soulmates, you know, the whole universe was aligning for all of this magic to happen. There were synchronicities everywhere. And I felt like I had arrived. And it was just, you know, a couple of months until I was in the worst depression of my life, you know, on the floor, stuffing my face with food, eating candy bar after candy bar after like boxes of bags of everything everything i could get my hands on and i couldn't stop um and it's just this you know this really really rocky bumpy road um hell broke loose every time i had an emotion it was just like i i had to eat you know and i got stuck in that cycle um i had periods of sobriety like phil talks about i i quit sugar for a year right but i was still in incredibly insane and completely caught in this disease um and things were getting worse bill says i'm in business um and and i just remember you know time and time again just making these pro- like really believing i can't i can't not go on like this anymore something needs to change um and yet you know there i was again one hour two hours three hours later it was deep in the food Um, so anyway when yeah here on the next page bill talking about you know the courage to do battle was not there right so bill's just going through this like roller coaster of of success followed by you know hell and that's what it felt like to me It was like this is this is literal hell and my brain raced uncontrollably it said the courage to do battle was not there when I would walk into the dining room at that monastery, it, it felt like I was going into battle. You know, I would be meditating and meditating, and, and some of those sessions were like amazing, and some of them were literally just racing thoughts about food and what am I going to eat and how I'm going to do it. And I would go to my meals, and it was like I had to suit up for battle because all I could think about was how am I going to get out of this room okay? You know, how am I going to not? eat more than I want to. And I would be eating my first plate and all I could think about was second. So then all I could think about was thirds, And it was like, I, I got to this point, Bill said, you know, should I kill myself? No, not now. I wasn't suicidal, but I absolutely thought, I don't know if I can go on another day like this. Um, so anyways, that's the rockiness of it all. And then Abby comes along, right. And, and he tells them about this practical program. Um, and for me, like the practical program of action, you know that that is everything. <laughs> I really love. I don't know if we'll go over this at all in this meeting, but you know, appendix two, the spiritual experience, um, kind of differentiating between the spiritual experience and the educational variety. Amy's not in your head. I don't know if that means that we we'll, we will be doing that. Um, but just to touch on it right now, you know, I had been having all of these spiritual experiences, but by the time I came into program, it was like, I don't need another one of those. I need the educational variety. I need the slow and steady. I need a relationship with God. And, um, and I've been reading the, uh, that story, the long version of the minister's son. I think it's called our southern friend in the back um and he had this like amazing spiritual experience right where he tumbled out of bed and and you know it's like well who are you to say there is no god and um but if you read into that if you read the whole version of the story you know he may not have drank again but he came close and he really struggled and he took his will back and that that was me, right? All the time. It was taking my will back. I can have one experience. I can have two experiences. But if I'm not doing the work in between, like what is that? Right. I need to be giving this program, you know, I need to be taking action. I need to be focusing on somebody who's not myself. I was having all kinds of spirituality, but I was keeping it all to myself. It was all about, you know, what can I do? This? How can I become this amazing guru, whatever, save the world type person. I thought I was going to save the world and today I don't need to, you know, I, I know that it doesn't take one person to save the world. Um, I just need to, to look at the people in front of me and see how I can help. Um, and, uh, I just lost my hand, but, um, yeah, um, it's just, it's all about the real work, right? What can I do today? Um, and my spirituality today, after, you know, going through the steps and working this program is so much more grounded and so much more practical and so much more like, on this earth, you know, I, I forget who said it, but somewhere, maybe in maybe even in some A literature, I forget where it says, but it talked about keeping your feet on your ground, feet on the ground and your head in the clouds. Um and I think so many of us so often are just completely on the ground, you know, relying completely on ourselves and not zooming out to the big picture, not relying on a higher power, or you're like me, who was just flying up in the clouds, right? And and I feel like this program is such a good tether. It, it is rooted in God, you know, and I'm I'm in this posture of my head is up aligned with God, but my feet are here doing the work, doing the work every single day. And that's where I need to be. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's see what else I got here. Yeah. Um,
1: guess I'll talk for a moment
0: about these scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes and new world came into view. Um, when I got sober, when I quit drinking, I, I used AA a little bit, but not really. I, I was really kind of against the whole thing. I went to a few AA meetings and I thought, these are a bunch of old guys. They're nothing like me. And they talk about God all the time. Um, and I was pissed. And I spent a great deal of effort, actually got into a couple of different graduate programs that I didn't end up going to uh, by writing papers about how there should be more alternatives to AA because it's super exclusive. It uses language like real alcoholic that, you know, isn't helpful to anybody and, and all of this stuff. And it was like, and I did that with religion too, of like, I was so mad at anybody who's religious because I, you know, I just had so much prejudice and it says somewhere in the book, I forget what chapter it's in, but it's like, we should, we were, you know, we had all this prejudice towards these people when we should have been looking at them and seeing, you know, the stability in their lives. And I had no stability in my life, right? I was all over the place. see you, um, I was all over the place and I was, you know, I was, running around like a crazy person and I had no real sobriety and here I was just yelling at everybody about how their way is wrong, stupid. And you know, and I did the same thing with with I talked about earlier about how I felt like I, you know, was going to save the world. I sat around saying why it's so the world is so messed up. Nobody is helping each other. Nobody is doing anything, you know, for each other. Why are you all doing this? And yet I was sitting on my couch. Eating food, not doing a thing for anybody else. Right. And today it's like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything grand, but I'm waking up, I'm making phone calls, I'm being of service, you know, I'm doing my best. Right. This this speech right here, whatever it is, it's nothing, it's nothing great. I'm stumbling over my words. I don't really know, you know, what I'm talking about half the time, but I'm here. I'm talking to you all. I'm sharing my experience. I'm like, that's the best I can do today. And that's that's all I need to do today. That's all God is asking me to do today um, is to just show up and to do my best and to just speak from my heart and be honest. Um, and I don't, I don't need to be more than that today. And there was a time in my life where it was like, if I'm not the very best, I might as well not try. You know, if I look at like, like the you know, opportunities I've missed out on my life. The colleges I didn't apply to because I thought I wasn't going to get in. It was it was always been playing it safe for me because I've been so afraid of getting rejected. So afraid of if I'm not the best, you know, nobody's gonna like me. And it's, I just feel like today I'm just so learning that it's to, to right size, right? To just to be another bozo on the bus and like see the magic and how awesome that is and how much more we can do and accomplish if how much more I can do if I just like right size my ego and be another human being and how much more I can see in you too right you know because I couldn't really I couldn't really see people when all I was doing was comparing myself to them um and yeah I don't know I love this program and I love this book and it's it helped me to grow up so much and I'm just so incredibly grateful for it. And um, and I'm gonna stop talking now so that I can hear from all of you. And thank you so much. My pass. Sorry, I closed the form, let me find this. Forgot I was still leading. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Okay. Sorry, everyone. On my phone. Sorry. Quick pause. This is me having a very human uh, experience, but we will
2: get there. Thanks, Amy.
0: Okay, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and stuff being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under Reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom post will call the raised hands in order. With the timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when
3: time is up. Carol D., I see your hand. Would you like to unmute and share or ask a question?
1: Hi. My name is Carol D. And Daisy, um, you are just amazing. I just, um, I shared at a meeting this morning. And compared to you, I, well, not compared to anybody. I'm an old lady. And I'm just learning to accept myself as I am what I shared. I got off the meeting this this morning and I just remembered everything I wanted to say that I didn't say and even though people said nice things um I it's so hard to accept it when you feel less than most of your life it's hard so the fact that you're seeing this now and sharing about it really means a lot to me and it makes me feel better about myself. So I don't have a question, I just have a comment and I'm so happy I came on tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carol. Wendy, you're up.
3: Oh, one sec, let me get my video on. Sorry. Uh, i making
4: lunch for tomorrow. So. <laughs> Um, hi, I'm Wendy, Compulsive Overeater. Uh, thank you so much, um, Daisy, for your share. I really could relate to a lot of the things you said. Um, and um, yeah, I just, you know, so so many people, including myself, came in here thinking, I could think my way through this. And then on the flip side, or I could pray my way through this. <laughs> and it really is about having your feet on the ground and doing the hard work. and. Taking the steps and digging in, you know, to the deep recesses of your soul that we just don't want to feel. Um, so, I have a question for you. Um, uh, with all of the spiritual seeking that you have done in your life, how did you reconcile all of that with the higher power that you work with today to help you? um, remove your defects and remove your, um, yeah, just to remove your defects.
0: Yeah, sure. So I, I hope I understand the question. Um, I, my higher power is not different today than the one I have, but it is evolved. And, um, I think that that's very common for most people in program, right? As time, as time passes, you know, our, our, our our conception changes. And, um, today it's, you know, I use a lot, a lot of what I had in my spirituality pre-program, right? The meditation, you know, the different healing modalities I bring into my program today, but my spirituality has developed into a place that's much more, um, oriented much more practical much more altruistic my my sponsor reminded me uh, a few weeks ago you know when i was i was taking on some new sponsors. she said you know don't forget <laughs> that this is a spiritual and an altruistic program and you've got the spiritual thing down right but this is an altruistic program and that's incredibly important too so for me, like removing my character defects, a lot of my, one of my biggest character defects is just like self-centeredness, right? It's just all about me and my needs and and what's going on in my life. Um, so to get out of that, I need to think about something else. I need to just literally just think about you. And that's that's a huge difference from my spirituality free program, which was just all about, you know, how can I be more, you know, more enlightened, basically, how can I have more spirituality for myself, so I can go higher, and really, it's just like, it's just a lot less of that today, and a lot more, let's talk about you,
4: so. Thank you.
5: Sorry, Mia, you're up. Hey, hi. Thank you, Amy. Um, Daisy, thank you very much. I got so much out of what you, what you shared. Thank you. Um, the thing that struck me the most was when you were t- talking about, you know, that drive for success and, you know, Bill saying in the big book that he had arrived. And um, I had this flash of, um, I think that's what happened to me after I got initially recovered. I had arrived, you know, I worked my ass off. I got recovered. I was food neutral. I was free from the food obsession. And, um, you know, I just, I was like, I got this. I got this, you know, and my um, my self-will and my self-centeredness and all that stuff got in the way. And um, so I, you know, I just, I heard what I needed to hear. And, um, you know, and I was, I was talking with somebody earlier today and, you know, Um, Being in the food is a lot of work and being in recovery is a lot of work, you know? So what work am I gonna choose, right? And uh, I choose to do the work of recovery. So um, I'm really glad to be here and that you guys are here. Um, And Daisy, thank you again very much. Uh, I don't have a question. I just wanted to share that. Thanks. Thank you. Um,
3: I have a question me be very grateful for compulsive overeater. Thank you so much, Daisy, for your share tonight. Thank you um, for the reminder. I mean, I have one of the things, one of the things I have written in Bill's chapter right at the beginning at the top of page two under I'd prove to the world I was important is that addicts are egomaniacs, just are egomaniacs. Um, and that doesn't mean high self-esteem. That's a different thing means we can't, everything is through the filter of, it's about me, it's about me, it's about me, Um, what do you think of me, what do I think you think of me, Um, but my question, and of course I flipped away from the page, my question, oh here it is, bottom of page 14, so you spoke about how it's about Altruistic. It's about what can I do for you? You talked about, you know, coming here and showing up and I do what I can today and I give the service what I can today. Bottom of 14, my friend em- had emphasized the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles in all my affairs, particularly it was an imperative to work with others that he had worked with me. I would like to hear about your experience Working with others and doing services prior, doing service rather prior to sponsoring. Like, how can one help others be altruistic and do service as they're going through the steps? I know you did a lot of that, so it's a little bit of a softball. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> Thanks for your question.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer in. And anybody can be of service. You know, if you've been absent for two days, you've been more abstinent than somebody else's room. And you have an experience and you can absolutely be of service. You can show up.
3: Um, and
0: I think that, you know, there's of course we can we can take outreach calls. We can show up to meetings and be of service as many people have done today. Read, you know, read the steps, whatever it is. I, one thing that has been incredibly, um, just incredibly important in my program, uh, and I feel very, very gifted with it. um, Every morning from Monday through Friday, I read the big book with one particular fellow. And we are, we're on personal stories right now, but we've been doing it for the last six months. um, And it's just like that one on one work. With another alcoholic, you know, with another compulsive overeater, has been so beneficial in my life, um, and it's just like it. I actually started out as her sponsor, and then we kind of shifted to a relationship to just a just you know co fellows doing it together, and we're just helping each other through. We each have our own sponsors, and it's just like it's just a wonderful way to do it. So I would really suggest you know reaching out to people, talking to people, just asking how you can be of service, how you can help them and and also receiving the help from other people can also be of service. Um, so I think it's just like service is just about making it about other people and not just me and not being alone in this, not isolating. Um, so make those outreach calls.
3: Thank you. Um, Thank you, that was great. And I love the suggestion about reading the big book with somebody, that's a great way to do service that anybody can do at any point. Um, Would anybody else like to share or ask a question? Eileen, I see your hand, go ahead.
6: Hi, I'm Eileen, compulsive Reader. Um, Daisy, thank you so much for your amazing share. It was fabulous. Um, I um, consider myself a spiritual guru. So, um, you're welcome. Um, I, um, I, I, you know, I, um, I could live my life in like, um, you know, from in like the morning time. Like I never want the morning to end because that's like my spiritual time. And I'm so glad that, um, you talked about service because, you know, I feel so uncomfortable hearing about service. You know, I'm fairly, you know, I'm new back in this program and I'm like, but you don't understand. I don't have time. I don't have time for, you know, my life is so busy. And, but I'm like, oh, but my life really is so busy. And I have this and that I can go on and on and on. And this whole book, the whole big book is about service. And if I really want recovery, this is what it's about. And I've been, but I can make so many excuses to not, um, to not do service. And so I'm so glad that softball was thrown because I feel like, you know, God was like, here you go. (laughs) Here you go. Um, And, um, but it is very uncomfortable for me to hear this whole time. Every time I'm like, it was kind of like, wow, Eileen, you really are self-centered and selfish. I I mean, i really am do believe that I'm, I'm like, you know, my, my angels and my spirit guides, like they're all around me all the time. And I walk, you know, I'm walking this, this path and, you know, um, and I've got all the books and I've read everything and, you know, I'm like walking out, the am walking on water, but sometimes I do think like I'm, I'm pretty up there. Um, but that doesn't stop me from eating at all. It doesn't stop the compulsion and, um, the obsession of the mind at all. So, um, this is so important for me to hear that, um, I am in a 12 step program that it, it requires me to rearrange my schedule to be of service. Um, and, um, it's not all about me and it's really uncomfortable for me to say that out loud, but um, you know, why not? Why not say it out loud? So there you go, that's it.
3: Thank you, Eileen. Um, next we have Luis F or Luis F, forgive me if I've mispronounced.
2: Hey, no, it's okay, thank you. Um, great uh, talk, thank you. I'm so glad I caught that, Lee um some stuff stuck out for me i love the hollow bone reference i've heard that before too of being a channel for god um and i love that and when i when i keep that in my mind uh just to echo what, what was said about service when i keep that in my mind of you know what am i doing to help other people um that really does help me this over i i've been a chronic relapser so i struggle a lot um and a lot of it is always it turns out i'm the problem at the time <laughs> uh but uh, so that stuck out for me and then something else that you mentioned um that was I could like summarize it like big shotism like I don't hear that that much and that is a big uh, character defect that I've struggled with all the time and it's wrapped right into with perfectionism and it's so kind of like this misleading kind of thing sometimes you know I I I, I don't spot it right away all the time uh, and the big shotism totally separates me from God and others. Um, And so does perfectionism. So I wanted to thank you for mentioning those two things. Thank you.
3: And thank you as well. Um, We are going to stop the recording at this point.